Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. It is January the 6th. I had to look at my calendar and remind myself. The podcast is going out a little bit later today because we've been so busy working on the enhancements for Premier Coaching. And yes. I have official announcement for all of you who oh are boy. in Premier Coaching. Yes, this is an oh boy for Julie. Starting on Monday of next week, we're going to be uh, – Broadcasting live. Well, we've been you know broadcasting live through a webinar format, but it's going to be on Facebook. So for those of you who are in the Premier Coaching, um, really any of the coaching programs, um, we are going to be broadcasting live on our members only page on Facebook. You'll be getting obviously, I'm sure, a barrage of notifications from Facebook inviting you to attend. But we've been trying to put this in place for the past year. Um, and I'll be honest, the problems have been just the most basic of things, like being that we live in Puerto Rico and we have inconsistent internet connectivity. But we seemingly have that fixed. So moving forward, you guys in Premier Coaching are going to have an enhanced experience. In addition to that, we're also going to be introducing um, new modules to the coaching program. And that includes a very robust marketing platform. We're also going to be talking a lot about other forms of marketing. And you guys know that we've, we're obviously advocates of all those things, but we're advocates and you doing them in the right order. In other words, don't start with the things that cost you money. When you're building your real estate business and being profitable, start with the things that are free. And that's the reason we focus so much on being a proactive lead generator. But at the same time, there is a place for all those other things. And soon you'll be learning how or what are, um, you know, what essentially we perceive as to be the best practices for all those things. So those are all enhancements coming to Premier Coaching. And a last little announcement, we are going to be expanding this show um, to then include other podcast presenters presenting on other unique topics, like a gentleman we have working for us named Trevor Jones. He's going to be talking specifically about internet marketing and social networking and all that. We have somebody else that's going to be talking about normal marketing, but we're also going to be introducing another uh, series of podcasts, again, on this very same channel, which are going to be talk interviewing some of the biggest realtors in the nation. And by biggest, I don't mean by their weight, obviously, but we're talking, that was a joke. But, well, it could bad. be both. It's it might bad, be. We'll have to see joke. who the interviews are. That's right. <laughs> pound for pound, the best agents out there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That's bad. Okay. Who you get the most. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, so yeah, you guys get the idea. So the biggest agents in the nation, we're lining up interviews with them now. Uh, some are coaching clients, some aren't, but um, you know, they're all graciously agreeing to share their best practices with all of you guys on this show. Uh, we're also going to be doing a show um, on this very same channel in Spanish. Um, and so all these things are coming to you very soon. We're doing our best to um, satisfy the global demand that we're seemingly have attracted over the last few years of doing this podcast. We have listeners in over 60 different countries, um, and our biggest listeners uh, increases are happening in prominently uh, Hispanic-speaking countries. Now, I know a lot of you guys who speak Spanish also speak perfect English, uh, but we're still going to try to meet you where you are regardless and make it so that we can deliver best of breed real estate coaching content to you in the manner in which you demand. So that is all happening in the next 60 to 90 days, assuming Julie and I don't just simply fall off the face of the earth because we're trying to make it spin so much faster. <laughs> exactly. What do you think? Uh, could happen. <laughs> well, we're, yeah. we're finishing up today's podcast on real estate predictions uh, for 2021. 
And I love the feedback we've been getting from some of you guys. We obviously love the contrarian type, uh, you know, perspective on things. You know, that's is honestly in years like we've been having, especially following 2020. I think you guys will all agree that had it been, you know, 2019, if you would have made predictions of the things that we experienced in 2020, no one would have believed you. Well, the predictions that we're making for 2021, we're making predictions that evidently are expanding the thinking a lot of you of a lot of you when you're listening and realizing that we're probably on the right path with some of these thoughts we've had. This is uh, the fourth and I think will be the last podcast we do on our 2021 predictions. So if you've not listened to the three previous shows, they're available to you everywhere, including our main website, timandjulieharris.com, and also Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. I mean, everywhere. All the normal stuff. You know it's on Amazon, too? Amazon is a podcasting that. channel. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, our tech team just told me. <laughs> that's why we hired him. Well, I don't know. I mean, I know. I, we're on like 15 different syndication places now. Yeah, we got an email. I forget. Somebody rated us a top 20-something I saw it came through this yeah, morning. So, Yeah, so on to rounding out our predictions podcast. Point number 12, and this might cause was some point consternation. Oh, yeah, it was. Yep. Point number 12. Might yep. have a little consternation to some of you. Oh, hold on. You haven't warned. You haven't prepared warning, them enough. Warning. Warning. This one might <laughs> actually make some of you angry. Yep. But it is very realistic that what Julie's about to read you will be happening uh, uh, probably, obviously, in 2021, but rolling into the following years. I think what she's about to tell you is going to happen, and we will justify our position after she reads the point. Yes, so point number 12, buyer agent business model will be in flux. Buyer agent commissions will be something that the buyer's agent has to ask for versus an entitlement. I can tell you, Tim, I'm already seeing this. I see this in Premier Coaching, our elite coaching members, just, you know, day-to-day, you know, uh, deals going on, right? So, for example, with low inventory, agents who otherwise would have survived on buyer sides and maybe never had to be a listing agent are now finding themselves not so guaranteed of that business, right? So one of the things that came out in Premier today was finding inventory. If you're looking in, say, uh, VRBO market to turn a rental into a listing, well, you're going to have to negotiate your buyer side commission. It's not even a listed property, right? You have to negotiate directly if you're going to be on the buyer side. And that seller may or may not want to pay you. Maybe they say, you know what? You're just going to write up a contract. How about a thousand bucks? Well, but that is exactly what's going to happen. If you guys have ever built, uh, you know, dealt with some, let's call them, uh, headstrong for sale by owners. Yes. Um, so that is what they'll often do is they'll basically try to say, this is the price with a co-op. This is the price without a co-op. Mm-hmm. Um, so the reality of it is, is when you think about these tech companies that are entering into the space, for example, for example, Zillow and other companies, why wouldn't they try to squeeze, um, essentially create a competitive advantage for themselves in the marketplace by reducing buyer agent commissions and thus using that as a hypothetical a value proposition to the sellers that, look, you list with us, you don't have to pay as much. Now, you guys know as well as I do how the reality of things work, but how consumers perceive buyer agents' commissions, it is a little bit of a soft spot because it's difficult to explain to a seller why they're paying both sides of the commission. I mean, obviously, we have scripts to try to explain it, the whole thing. But from if you were a tech company and you were trying to get a competitive advantage over the traditional way that commissions work, that would be an easy thing for you to go after. So the bottom line is, is we do believe that starting in 2021, you're going to see real estate companies, tech companies, you're going to start seeing it so that the buyer agent commission becomes something that's no longer an entitlement. 
And being very clear about that, that means the seller is not just going to automatically pay the buyer agent commission. The buyer agent is going to have to essentially have a separate agreement, as have been around since the 90s, called buyer agency agreements, whereas the seller, I'm sorry, buyer is responsible for paying the buyer agent's commission. Now, does that mean the buyer will have to then pay it out of pocket? I suppose in some cases. Does that mean that the buyer agent will have to then, as it is in most purchase contracts, they write it into the contract? Right, that's probably how this is going to evolve in our opinion. So right now, when you're writing up a, a you know a purchase contract in some states, you write in what the co-op's going to be right. Not in all states, but in some states, because for the most part, it's listed on the uh, in the MLS what the co-op's going to be. So you don't have to put it as a point of contention in the purchase contract, right? Right. But what we think will happen is that's going to reverse. It's going to become part of the overall offer to the seller, and the seller then will be faced with deciding essentially which offer is best for them. Also also keeping in mind what the buyer agent commission is going to be. So buyer agents who've never learned how to be listing agents and who've never learned how to present their value to you know their buyers are going to have a hard time. Um, and that's going to start, I would expect you're going to start seeing that happening in the largest cities that have like, frankly, I think Zillow is going to spawn a lot of this. They're going well, to want- Zillow's already testing how low they can drive the buyer commission down. In oh, yeah. Atlanta, there's been articles written about that. We'll right? talk about that. Well, and, and you can track this. I think we posted this maybe Last a month year. and a half ago, probably in November, Yeah. Um, where we were, com- I think it was Zillow OfferPad and I can't remember who the third one was. I got to close this blind. It's way too hot. Yes, where we were, com- you know, it was an article about- tracking their, you know, like if it's a Zillow listed house and historically they were giving 3% to the co-op. Well, they did that. They literally did that for 90 days, tracked it. Then they drove it down 2.75%, 90 yeah, days of tracking. I remember what you're talking about. It was an article. It was on our website. Yeah. It was also talking about Open Door doing the same thing. Exactly. And weren't they yes. doing it in Colorado or something? Yes. Atlanta is one, and I want to say Denver might be the other one in Phoenix. But they were yep. tracking, and now uh, Zillow has, I think they're in their 90-day period of trying to get only 2%. Right. The other thing that we see, so don't think that this is something that's way in the future. It's already happening. They wanted to see how okay. low they They wanted they to see how low because they that- all state... Their biggest expense is the buyer side commission. Right. So, what are they going to go after to get rid of that? The buyer side commission. Mm-hmm. We also see this very frequently with builders, right? When the market's hot and there's not enough inventory, builders will say, you know what? We're only going to pay 1% commission. There are some builders that say no commission unless you write it in and put it on the top. Right. And then, of course, dealing with for sale by owners, agents are accustomed to having to write it in. It's out there. You're just not seeing it on every deal yet. But listen to what Julie just said. These big, you know, iBuyer type companies have market tested to see at what how little they can pay in buyer side co-op before they start essentially having it adversely affect the sellability of the house. Yep. So remember the i buyer situation is where the you know essentially Zillow or Open Door and you know there's I, frankly guys EXP Realty has an i buyer that they don't screw around with your commissions. You definitely want to look into that especially if you're an EXP agent become certified to be in uh, work with their um, i buyer program. It's fantastic. But aside from that, so these iBuyer companies, and there's going to be more of them, but just let's just focus on Zillow and, and um, Opendoor. They have the inventory. They own the houses. They have no motivation. There's no listing side commission for them because their employee agents are the ones that are essentially listing the houses. They have all the control. Right. And so what Julie's talking about is on their investor calls, and you can read this online, Google this for your own edification, is that you'll discover that the buyer side commissions are the biggest expense to their um, you know, their whole process. And that means that that's going to be the thing that they're going to go after to try to improve. Um, because look, 
what are they going to reduce? The cost of flipping the house? They're going to reduce the cost of materials, the cost of the labor? Are they going to be able to reduce the normal things? Probably not. If anything, those expenses are going to go up. So the thing for them to go after is the buyer side commissions. And when they go after the buyer side commissions, what effect is that going to have on the overall marketplace? So if you live in one of these marketplaces and you're seeing, you know, pay attention, look in the MLS, see what's going on. So how do you basically react to this? There's only one answer. Be a listing agent. Be a listing agent. That's it. Be a listing agent. And not just a listing agent by mistake or by luck because your past clients come to you. You're going to have to actually concentrate on being a listing agent on purpose. And so that's where we can come in and help you. Of course, you're not on your own with that. Guys, please don't uh, misunderstand. We're not arguing the importance of buyer agency or having your own representative in the transaction. Matter of fact, what the output of this might be is essentially is that the buyer agent industry, let's say the agents that prefer just to only work with buyers, which frankly, I don't know why you do that. If you could be, a, all of you would prefer to be a listing agent if you could be, obviously. Yep. Well, I mean, I say obviously, but I'm sure there's a couple obviously people does, listing right. that are arguing, that yeah. are arguing mentally anyway. But so the moral of the story is, is on the buyer agency side of the transaction, um, it's been mostly a social exercise. You know somebody, they want to see a house. There's never a conversation about your commission. You know, you basically bond with them. It's, it's more of, a, as Julie says, and it's in our book, Harris Rules, you know, where we talk about this, it's physical labor, right? Whereas when you're working on the seller side of the equation, it's mental labor. It requires more skill, discipline, assistance, professionalism. That's what we focus on in our coaching business because that's where the greatest profit is. That's where the greatest leverage is. That's where you get freedom. That's where you start to control your destiny versus essentially being a buyer's agent where you're just hoping and praying that the, you know, the roulette wheel lands on something that's going to score you a, a sale. You know, and that's going to be even more difficult this year, probably for the next three to five years, what's, what's, with what's happening with inflation, with what's happening with interest rates and overall demographic shifts. Everything is going to make this um, and a ridiculously hot seller's market for some time to come. And we talked about this before. I don't want to you know, rehash yeah. old points, but go back and listen to our past predictions podcast, which we this is uh, show number four. And we've uh, laid down specific statistical information as to why 2021 is going to be the start of probably the greatest run in real estate uh, that we've ever seen, as in the entire country has ever seen. Um, so make sure that you're focused on all your best energies on becoming a listing agent. And if you've not yet downloaded your real estate treasure map, that is simply our fill-in-the-blank business plan. It's not too late for you to get that done. Please just go ahead and text 2021. It's free, guys. It takes you two seconds. Most of you are listening to us on your mobile device. Go ahead and open up your SMS thing right now and text 2021, the number 2021 to 855-685-1045. Text 2021 to 855-685-1045. And when you do, we're going to text you back, not only the Real Estate Treasure Map, but Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate, another book. And I think it's four other books, including your 12-month lead generation plan. The Real Estate uh, Treasure Map, did you send that to Janet yet, by the way? Yes. Oh, good. You found the original doc? Good job, Julie. High five. We're updating the real estate treasure map. Janet is the poor soul who works for us that has to do all the editing. (laughs) Oh, and again, those of you who, uh, one gal in particular who really did a great job helping us edit that, one of the listeners, um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. (laughs) If you ever want to, I don't remember your name off the top of my head, but if you ever want a free coaching call, just text me directly at 512-758-0206. The time you took to point out some of the grammatical things um, was very much appreciated. All right. So um, let's. Point number 13. 13, thank you. Yes. All right, I'll read this one. Okay. Uh, the real estate industry is the bright is the bright light post-COVID. It has proven to be resilient. 
There will be a massive surge in people getting their real estate licenses nationally and globally. Um, now, I think that's frankly, I think that's self-evident. Honestly, I, I can tell you, I can prove it just from coaching calls. Virtually every one of our coaching clients who has twenty and thirty-something-year-old kids, they're all either already licensed or getting licensed during COVID. For well, different reasons, but co- mostly COVID-related. So, I mean, I have that just from my own. Let, let me set let me set the yeah. stage with you why I wrote that sure. point. All right. Not only are we dealing with a lot of millennials who are entrepreneurial by nature, yep. but there is a huge change in the way that when you and I were in our twenties. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when we got into real estate, we were early twenties. Our first year in business, we sold 103 houses. I mean, including pendings. And uh, broke all kinds of records that have never been broken since. Okay, so there's that. So I'm trying to tell you that, listeners, to know that, you know, hopefully you understand Julie are, Julie and I are actual genuine articles. We've been there, done that. We're not fake fakey dues that are just trying to convince okay. you we're successful selling real estate. We sold between 100 and 200 homes per year um, in a normal sale price uh, market and mostly a buyer's market in Columbus, Ohio. But that aside, here were the differences when we got into real estate. When we got into real estate, being a real estate agent, there was a USA Today poll that came out every year that said, you know, the most to least respected professions. Mm-hmm. And real estate was always at the bottom of the list, usually competing with used car salesmen. I'm not making that up. Consistently, year in and year out. Consistently. So we got into an industry that basically you had to be somewhat, I don't know, let's just say a social misfit to want to be in. Now, has that changed in the past? It's absolutely changed. It's absolutely changed. The oh. saying used to be you're in real estate because nobody had to hire you. Right. Now, it's something that people aspire to be in. Societally, being in real estate, Julie, just think of all the you know, howls and all these other websites and all these Bravo oh, TV sure. shows and all these things that Enthusiasm have happened. Enthusiasm is unbridled. Is unbridled. There's never been... So these millennials that mm-hmm. are essentially getting licensed, they've never been in, alive or at least paying attention yeah. when real estate hasn't been the Willy Wonking uh, golden sure. ticket, right? Absolutely. Because they've been, for the most part, only been in existence while they're, they watch. Well, watched it's celebrated. Their, right. It's been celebrated. Yeah. It's, so Which real awesome. estate has gone from a, essentially a, a weird industry that why would you want to do that? Uh, to something that everyone wants to be part of. And I'll tell you the other thing that's really changed. Mm-hmm. Because this was always true, but now it's even more true. And I'm not really sure all the moving parts as to why this is true. So owning a home has always been part and parcel of the American dream. But now it seems like post-COVID, mm-hmm. owning a home is something that's kind of risen to a completely different level. Yes, absolutely. I, what was I reading? One of the uh, like real simpler, one of my women's magazines was talking about the the way people feel about their homes is completely different now and mm-hmm. how much more appreciation and understanding people even have of their house is different than like when you went to whatever job nine to five and you know you kind of visited your house in between your work um, and so it's almost like it's its own personal island to you Rob Johnson, who mm-hmm. we've coached for a while, number one agent, one of the, I mean, probably one of the number one agents in the world, mm-hmm. 130 million last year or something like that. That'll do it. He actually said it best. He told me that his market, Greenwich, Connecticut, which has been, I think, one of the toughest buyers markets in the country sure. until COVID. Right now, it's one of the hottest sellers markets in the country. Yes, which is incredible. I mean, it this is. is happening all over the country. But he said the biggest difference was before people were just using their homes as stopovers in their day. Right. They never got to know their I'm homes. reading a lot about this, too. Right. Isn't that mm-hmm. fascinating? It is. So people, he said now what he's seeing is a lot of people are looking for very – I mean, we can talk about the Zoom room and all the rest sure. of it. But it's more than that. People are looking really to bond with their home uh, like they've never done before, at least not in our adult lives. I know, which is awesome. But yeah. it's also very much fueling the market. Right. And then you have this huge uh, – essentially, again, we're going to just – 
you know, say it as it is from the perspective of being real estate coaches, the low interest rates, which obviously are fueling a lot of uh, demand, but also in the inflation that's going to be kicking in as a result of a whole bunch of sure. other economic things, is going to cause a ton of FOMO, fear of missing out, because house prices are going to increase at a rate never seen before. Uh, and that's not going to, it's not just going to be a, you know, like a bubble. It's not just going to go up for six months and go down. Yeah. There is going to be no deflationary curve. It's going to complete, I mean, after uh, when COVID hit, everyone was expecting deflation. And really, there was deflation for like maybe 90, nah, more like 60 days. And then things kicked back in and inflation, uh, essentially appreciation really started, uh, you know, rearing its ugly head, if you want to call it that, and and virtually everything. And now Julie and I were listening to a podcast yesterday, soybean prices now are going up in value. Other things that are really, you know, root commodities are starting to, I said value, are starting to inflate in cost. This is inflation. We talked about this in another podcast, Google it. But what we're going to experience over the next three to five years is the increase a dramatic increase in the cost of all assets. So again, that's going to make it so people are going to buy homes and then six months later, the houses are going to be worth a lot more. So the massive amount, there's going to be a huge amount of FOMO and that's going to trigger more people to get into the real estate market, more people to want to buy and yep. sell. And prices going up. More builders. The cool thing for you guys listening is that you are commission-based and right. your income is going to go up right along with it. And we didn't even mention demographics, which no. we won't because we don't want this show to run for hours. All right. <sighs> All right, so next point, and I'm going to modify point number 14. Point number 14 is there is going to be an enormous bounce back in the economy uh, post-COVID. And by enormous, I mean something it's going to rise to in terms of the unemployment rate's going to drop, people's desire to, uh, frankly, spend money. The We remember, I don't know if I say we, I'm hoping some of you guys remember as well. What was it called, Julie, after uh, the people that got uh, after the housing crash? Frugality people, fatigue. Frugality fatigue, yeah. right. I mean, that was a little you know fun saying after the housing crash when everyone was living through a recession. And people were like, eventually, they're like, well, I got to you know, downsize and you know whatever, whatever, and stop spending money. And people were talking about not going to Starbucks anymore. Not and people, getting haircuts. People stopped. Yeah, remember all that? Some yeah, of you yeah. do, some of you don't. Then what happened is eventually, and it wasn't that long, people said, the hell with that. And then things came roaring back <laughs> yeah, because it's unsustainable back. Right. for most people. Yeah, it, it was, but it was kind of funny, though. And that was the start of really what was the boom in the housing market in about 2009, 2010, especially with real estate people. They start pulling back in a late two, in a fourth quarter of 2007. And then they basically, again, consumers followed suit in probably 2008, 2009. And then it came back. And did it ever come back? And the same thing's going to happen now, but it's going to happen now like by 10x, just simply because it's this has affected the entire global economy. Everybody is going to essentially uh, want to, frankly, start traveling again. They're going to start enjoying life again. You're going to see a lot of people who have been delaying the purchase of things. We talk about real estate because that's what we do. Uh, you're going to see people buying second and third homes. We used Murphy as an example in North Carolina where we have this cabin. And I was just searching on the MLS this morning just to see what new listings were. There were a lot of, you know, not a lot of new listings. And they were pretty much all sold. And that's what we're all going to be experiencing across the country. And we say this every single day on this podcast, but I want you to be very clear. If you ever wanted to know what it feels like to be in the right place at the right time, if you've ever been envious of somebody because they seem to catch all the breaks and maybe, you know, you felt like if you had had those same chances and been at the same place they were when they did, you know, blah, 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 blah. 
Okay, you are. This is what it feels like, right? Mm-hmm. You have a real estate license. Pa- thank the past version of you for being smart enough to get a real estate license. You are alive. You are listening to this podcast. Now, it's incredibly important you take action on the things that we're sharing with you because your best days in your personal life and your business are still ahead of you. It's incredibly important that you make the right decisions now. Look, guys, it's January 6th. You think, well, I've got a whole year ahead of me. You do, but why waste time? While you're thinking about it, absolutely text 2021 to 855 685 1045. Text 2021 to 855 685 1045. All right, Mrs. Harris, point number 15, I think. We're out of points. No, it's right there. I I added one. The one I just did was an ad. Okay, oh, right it's number 14. 14. Okay, 15. okay yeah. so the COVID lockdowns have taught us much, like kids can be homeschooled, and why the heck is school so expensive? Major colleges and universities are forced to lower prices. What other ways have consumer expectations been forever changed? Pretty much in every way. Your, your job is to meet the consumer where they are, not where they were. So I think there's a lot wrapped up in that point. Some of this is being willing to change and take what the market's willing to give you, be responsive to all of these changes and meet people where they are. You know, it's a whole different world. I think that 2021 is largely going to be seeing what the real results are from the changes in 2020. I think Definitely. 2020 was like dealing with it. 2021 is like, all right, now what? What? What is the real result, unintended or intended, of all these changes that we've made? So our parting suggestion, dare I say advice to all of you, is make sure your thinking is not mired in the past. Because that is what's going to slow you down. Listen to the previous uh, four pod. Well, this is fourth. So the previous three podcasts on our 2021 predictions. And hopefully you'll come away from having listened to those shows being energetic and being enthusiastic and now ready to get into action because that was our intention. We are 100% confident that this could be your best run of your personal and business life, life ever. So now take action. Stop holding yourself back. Start, stop worrying about the other shoe to fall. Stop worrying about another black swan to you know land in your pond. All those things will happen, but you are resilient. You've, after 2020, have proven that you can get through a flock of black swans. I mean, if you go down the litany and the list of Mickey Mouse we all dealt with last year, mm-hmm. yes, we're stealing, still dealing with trailing, you know, things from that, but the future is where you have to have your dominant thoughts. So as you're thinking about what you want to accomplish this year, and if you've not yet finished your business plan, forgive me if I remind you, text 2021 to 855-685-1045. And we did do, I think, when did we do it, Julie? Last week or the uh, prior to the holiday, we did do a series of podcasts on uh, how to complete the real estate treasure map. Yeah. So go back and listen to all those and take, up to Christmas. and take massive action on it. Align yourself with people who are thinking towards the future. Do, avoid politics. Avoid anything that's going to slow you down. Avoid anything that makes you feel adversarial towards other people. Avoid anything that uh, takes away from your natural desire to feel optimistic. Avoid anything that basically is going to keep you mired in the past. Because the future is obviously coming faster than it ever has before. There will be more changes happening over the next really one to two years a condensed version of what would have taken probably 10 to 15 years. Look at all to the last point, point number 15. Look at all the things that changed. Look at all the ways that, you know, 
the consumer expectations for how they want to interact with you, how they, how you want to interact with schools, how you want to interact with retailers, restaurants, everyone, everything has changed. And we're just getting started because as we said earlier, I think it was point number, uh, I don't know what point it was, four or something. The simple fact that we have all this massive technological change that is happening now. We talked about the change in processing speeds. We talked about essentially things like Apple Glass. We talked about all these different forms of technology that are going to be fully integrated into our lives. That's where you need to have your mindset but you need to back it up with skill set. Otherwise, you might have all the latest and greatest technology, but no one's going to do business with you because you haven't given them reason to do business with you. That comes from the skill set, and that comes from what we do in our coaching company. Anything you'd like to say to these hey, guys? Make hay while the sun shines. I, I, I really <laughs> am reminded of, you know, this almost feels like when we've studied the Industrial Revolution and all, totally. the, all the people that made so much money, like building the railroads and the mm-hmm. utility companies and all of the infrastructure it almost feels like this is going to be the technological version of that. Let's let's give an example you know I mean? of that. Because the greatest yeah. fortunes in humanity, not just America, have always been made during the greatest times of change. And you actually bring up a really good, you know, in talking point, I think. Mm-hmm. So if you look at Glenn Sanford, he is the founder and the CEO and the, obviously the you know brainchild of EXP Realty. So in 2007, 2008, Glenn was, and he says this himself, I'm not speaking at a church here, he was basically flat broke. And now, listeners, the guy has a net worth of more than a billion and a half dollars. Think about that. So this guy, in less than 10, well, basically 10 years, well, a little over 10 years, he has made himself into a billionaire. Now, what did he do that all of us need to learn from? He embraced the idea of a virtual brokerage. He embraced the fact that consumer demand would change. Now, did COVID actually enhance, basically, EXP Realty and make it even more relevant, change consumers' expectations, but more importantly, make agents and brokerages realize that the legacy expenses that they've had and rationalized as being necessary, brick and mortar location being the obvious one. Look how everyone's opinion has changed. So what do you think that, and that's globally, not just in the United States. So what do you think that's going to do to EXP Realty? What do you think that's going to do? What it's already doing. And it's incredible. So that's a fair example. So Glenn is going to be one of the beneficiaries of essentially the technological changes he was already essentially leveraging. But now post-COVID, imagine what your involvement in EXP Realty would mean to you. And yes, Julie and I are involved with EXP Realty. And yes, Julie and I would love to personally sponsor you at EXP Realty, and you can be personally sponsored by Tim and Julie Harris. All you've got to do is text me at 512-758-0206. Text me directly at 512-758-0206. In the meantime, guys, please be incredibly optimistic because your best days are ahead of you if you let them be. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.